I could do okay. I could do a pre-intro since I've missed like the last two or three. You know, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll steal Jack Packard's line. Okay. You know, when we go, you know, and that's why I've missed so many Midlife <laughs> Crisis Task Force recordings. Yeah. And then you come in, and then you come in with the "Hey, welcome to Midlife Crisis." Yeah. How's that sound? Welcome to the Midlife Crisis Task Force Podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Hap. Finally back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Chris. Yeah, welcome back, stranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Long time no here. Yeah, but we're we're here to welcome Hap back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're going to discuss something topical for a change, not some Ooh. old movie or TV show. Um, the big news this last week or two from out of the music industry is there's a new Beatles song. Uh, it's called Now and Then, mm-hmm. and it was released, what, last week at the time of this recording, I think, into last yeah. week? Yeah, I think yeah. Thursday or Friday. I think. Yeah, something like that last week. Um, I just listened to it tonight. It's interesting in that it was, artificial intelligence was used to produce this. Uh, back in the 90s, the three, at the time, three surviving Beatles got together in the studio to work on some anthology albums and Yoko Ono gave them a cassette tape John Lennon had recorded back in the seventies that had three songs on it. Mm-hmm. And they, at the time put new music to two of them and released them on the anthology albums. And everybody thought that was it. They didn't think there were any more Beatles records to be made, right. but it turns out there was a third song that they worked on. The problem was they couldn't, separate out John's vocal on the piano and not in a way that they could to make it usable. A few years ago, when the Get Back documentaries were come out that were produced by Peter Jackson of Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings fame, he told them that they had the technology now to separate that, and they used artificial intelligence to separate out John's vocals and piano parts. And they took George's guitar parts from 1994-95 and Paul and Ringo put some new music to it, and they've released a new Beatles track. So, mm. and I'm sure it's going to be controversial. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's start easy. Um, who likes the song? I thought it was pretty good. Not great. Uh, I didn't really care for the other two songs that came off this same tape: "Real Love" and uh, "Freeze a Bird." Right. Um, yeah, they were okay, but. Um, Definitely didn't stack up to the actual Beatles recordings. Nope. Not at um, all. I think this one's pretty good, but it's not great. You know, I'd say okay at, the, at best. I think it's going to get a lot of hype and a lot of everything because AI, AI is going to be used. We got a lot of issues with it. And, um, but how about you? We'll get into that. What do you think happened? Well, I just listened to it tonight myself, right before this recording. I found it to be slow and limp and just kind of meh, like they were. I mean, there there was a reason the demo was the demo, and it felt mm, like it could have yes. used a little more polish, maybe some, maybe some different, like, Different sounds, maybe in the transitions to the different parts, or maybe on the bridge. All right. 
it just, but it just it just it just kind of lays there like something you'd hear on the you know in an elevator or a dentist's office. It's stale. It's, yeah, it's not. I don't know. Just feels like you know the surviving two old dudes got together and found <laughs> yeah. a slow song that they could that they could uh, try to work in. Is it terrible? No. Is it no. great? Also, no. No. It exists. I mean, for me, and we obviously, it's a cash grab, but it's an obvious cash grab for me, as far as I'm concerned. But at least I, they're honest about it. Well, sure. <laughs> now, I, I only did a little bit of reading because I didn't, I just wanted to keep everything in my head, what I was thinking about with it. The two things that I read was about the AI and how they separated the vocals and everything, which is fine. It's kind of cool they have that technology. That also worries me that they could do all that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have a more in-depth discussion of that later. Oh, yeah. And the second thing that really bothered me about it, what I read, and like I said, if this, this is not correct, please let me know. But from the source I read from Google, this was actually a John Lennon solo song. And yeah. you can't and you can tell and you can tell it was. That I think all three of those were intended to be for a solo record he was going to put out and he just never got around to finishing right. them. And I didn't like the idea when they did it back then. I don't like it now because I don't think he would want that, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. Can't obviously say, but it was never meant to be a Beatles song. And I don't think they should have used it as such, but that's just me. Cause I, I like the Beatles, but I like their almost like their individual albums better than I do the Beatles themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they're, everybody's distinct, you know. Yeah. Whether, you know, yeah. and I just you put them together. This is just a very. It's like watering down something. You know, it's the same product, but it's not as good as it would have been. And but another thing, and I'll I'll let y'all talk after this. I didn't like the production. I thought it was too clean. Too clean. I was going to mention that. Back to what you said about it sounding like a demo hap. It does, because that's what it was. It's the same problem I had with the vocal on the other two songs that were from this tape. Um, it still sounds like a demo reel. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine they did as much as they could with it, but there's only so much you can do with a, off an old cassette tape. <laughs> right. Know. I mean, for, for what they did, I admit the technology is amazing, and it does sound good, but it does sound... It's, it's just soulless. I don't know how else to put it. Soulless is the way I would describe it. I watched a video by on YouTube by Rick Beato, who I know Chris and I are big fans mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And he broke the song down, talked about, even even did a sample of how they um, they used the AI to separate out. He actually sang and played on piano first verse of the song and then put it through an AI program and showed how they separated it out, which was pretty neat. Frightening, but neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but he pointed out one of the problems he had with it was that John's vocal sounds like a recording from the 1970s, but everything the everything else sounds too modern. It yeah. sounds too clean, and the drums yeah. are too big, and um, it just, just kind of didn't really fit. And again, that I, was a problem I had with, with Real Love and Free as a Bird from 20 years ago, that it just didn't... It didn't sound like a Beatles recording. 
Well, see, that's the thing. That's going back to my point. It was never intended to be a Beatles song. And you can't, you can't put a fucking square peg in a round hole. And that's what they were trying to do with this, I think. I just, I don't like it. I'm, I really don't like the AI aspect. As far I admire the technology, but it bothers me what they can do with it and what can be done with it. So that's just me. The thing I was worried about when I first heard about it was, are they, is it one of those things where they tried to use actual generative AI and train it on snippets of Lennon's voice and then once they thought they got it down, feed it lyrics and timing and have it just try to generate Lennon's voice. And, and that horrified me to no end. That's what um, I was afraid it, this was going to mm-hmm. be when right. I first heard there was AI involved. I was afraid they just fed a bunch of Beatles tunes in there and got it to come up with something. And I'm, I'm glad that's what it was. I'm afraid that's going to be the next thing that happens, though. Uh, oh yeah, oh, it's oh, yeah. it's already it's already happened. I've heard that. I mean, Drew Carey has a radio show somewhere, and uh, he got uh, he got an AI trained on his voice, and he had the AI run the program for him one night. Oh, oh wow. real? That's according to legend. Uh, but I was I was watching a different critical video or comparison video from David Bennett Piano is the channel name. And he was talking about how they he played samples from the actual demo. He showed where certain parts were cut out of the original demo, which frankly did suck. Uh, and how they were replaced with other things, like the pre-choral bit was cut out, and it just went straight into the main chorus. They changed the downward progression through the chords to be order so it went from like the a minor to g6 without going through other chords to get there and uh you know things things like that will get changed from the uh from the demo to the finished product and and that, yeah, that's so that's okay what what bugged me was i mean the finished product kind of felt overproduced especially with so many uh, orchestral backing aspects to it. Well, Jeff Lynn helped produce it, so overproduction was going to be. Yeah, well, there that's his signature there. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of the um, the orchestral parts, those were done by George Martin's son. Yes, I did. he he mentioned that too, which was interesting. But also how they not only plucked different pieces of different performances from other records, but picked pieces of different vocals and vocal transitions from other records that they layered into chord changes and timing changes in the song, which seeing, you know, now knowing that it feels even more soulless, like the whole thing was a clip art, the song, you know, let's just take all these pieces from all these different places that have already been recorded and mash them together. Well, the thing is, making well going back to your point you're talking about taking the demo and how it sounded like a demo the thing is if you take a demo to the final product you're going to re-record it though that artist is going to that's usually how it works right the artist is going to go in there they might do 25 takes of a song he never had a chance to do this 
They had one whatever they had is all they had to do, use it, and it was never intended. It wasn't at the point that it was ready for a song. This is just a gimmick. And I just... It wasn't even lyrically finished. There were holes in there that they had to plug. Right. And I, I don't like that personally, but I just, I'm more, it bothers me more about what it, what it, the song, it bothers me more about what it represents for the future. Yeah. Because. Yeah, as we said, the next step is they're going to feed a bunch of Beatles songs into a, an AI and get it to write a whole new one, write and oh, know, yeah. perform a whole new one. And. Yeah. Just think in five years, the Grammys will be Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Calculon 5,000. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I don't, it's, it's scary what it can do. I think going back to, you were talking about what they were, um, Drew Carey, I think the same thing happened with Scarlett Johansson. I think it was. She had a, some kind of company overseas created an AI of her voice and used it as a voiceover on her commercial. Oh, wow. Without her permission, I assume. Without her permission. And I'm just like, wow. you can't do that. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Rick Beato's done a couple of videos about AI in the music business. And he played, um, somebody had done an AI-generated version of Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun, but sung by Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Oh. Oh. And... Yeah, it, it didn't sound right. It didn't sound quite like Kurt Cobain. It was obviously the single of Black Hole Sun that they had reworked the vocal on. Right. Um, but, you know, that's only going to get better. You know, eventually okay. somebody's going to yep. somebody's gonna redo that in five years and it'll sound just like Kurt Cobain singing it. There's too much money to be made for them not to fuck with it. Yeah, and the music industry's full of bunny-grubbing bastards who don't care about art. Not at all. Yeah, and it's the same with the same with the film industry. Look what the they're trying to get the SAG act the the producer association is trying to get SAG actor to agree to as far as um AI like AI likenesses, you know. Well, they they've been trying to do that mm -hmm. for a while, but the first victims, shall we say, are the celebrities and actors who have already died, and oh, they yeah. are. They're trying to work something out with their estates who in some cases might be desperate for the cash. And they'll say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, cause sure. he's dead. He don't care. Right. And that's how you get Gene Kelly dancing with a vacuum. And they did something with John Wayne during the Super Bowl one year, didn't they? Oh, they might have. That sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. I think they did, but I mean, this was many, many, many years ago. This was way before it was either this advanced. They did some kind of manipulation with a video, I believe. But I don't know. I could be remembering that wrong. Look at what they've already done with uh, Rogue One, you know, trying to recreate a digital young or younger, well, not dead, Peter Cushing and a younger Carrie <laughs> Fisher. Right. I don't you know, like at least at, at least one of them had to give consent, but it was still creepy. Yeah. I mean, I just takes away from any kind of artistic license because it's too I don't know how to explain it to me it's just a cop out it's too easy to do this now and it's it takes well why why create a you know why have a new actor or actress when we can just rehash 
an AI version of somebody else everybody likes. Exactly. I mean, why sign a new band when we could have an AI create a whole new Beatles track? Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, it's there's questions we're going to have to be grappling with over the next few years. This stuff's not going away. Oh no! Like I said, it's just going to get the technology is going to get better, and that's all. There is. Mm-hmm. It bothers me. And but I don't know. It's all for some kind of soulless cash grab, and I'm just like, I think that turns my stomach more than anything. You know, it's it's kind of wild that all the way back in 1981 you know, the germs of this were uh, part of the story of a film written and directed by Michael Crichton called Looker. Yes, yes. I've never seen that. I've heard of it. Yes. God. Where they were they were scanning in digital models. Models, yeah, models. Actresses yeah. and digitally creating commercials using the likenesses of these people. And creating superstars out of images. Out of, uh, exactly, out of pixels. Mm-hmm. And and artificial and you intelligence. You know what's liable to happen. You know it's liable to happen. Porn. Porn. It's going to be porn. You know that's the next thing. Somebody's going to have open source AI. Lauren and Raquel Welch lesbian porn video. You know it's somebody's going to try to do it eventually. Oh yeah, they will. Of course they will. Harry Fisher yeah. takes on the entire L.A. Lakers offensive side. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be there. It's yeah, some scumbag is going to do it. And and, I mean, there's enough scumbags trying to do quote unquote legitimate stuff with it. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I just, I am just disheartened by it more than anything, I guess. I, I thought it was okay. I don't see me going out to listen to it. I don't see me buying it. I saw that it, uh, I work at a Target now, and I saw that we had a um, a 12-inch vinyl single hmm. just of that song. Yeah. I mean, I listened to it off Spotify. I mean, I'll never probably listen to it again. I don't know if I will either. Rick Beata did say there was a documentary about how they made it on the Beatles YouTube channel. I may have to check that out just because mm-hmm. that sounds interesting just to see how they managed to do it. Hey, I'm all for them going in there cleaning things up and getting rid of the background noises because they do that now with remixes and remasters. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got no problem with that. But you're creating new where there wasn't anything to begin with. You're creating a Beatles song out of a John Lennon solo song and it's it just yeah. it don't sit right with me. Well, that goes back to your whole initial argument, Chris. I mean, it's without his consent and it's without his original idea of, of what he wanted to produce as an artist. So, yeah, it does feel like not just a cash grab, but a slap in the face. Right. I mean, just because Yoko gives him permission doesn't mean a goddamn thing to me. But, I mean, you know, I'm not a Yoko Ono fan, but... No. but it's, Sadly, John's not here to put his two cents yeah. in anymore. Neither is George. I don't know. I, I wonder what George would have thought of all this. I mean, he participated when they worked the other two songs up. But um, well, I just think, well, we can all guess who the hell knows. That's just like saying, what if, like, heaven forbid Roger Waters or David Gilmore dies and somebody re- they release a new Pink Floyd album with both of them on it? Yeah. You know that's not going to fly with one of them. No, and I, and, I, <laughs> Definitely not. and I would have a feeling this would not fly with John Lennon, but I, I could be wrong. 
I I don't know. Sadly, we're we're forty years out from that yeah. being a possibility. Yeah. So yeah, that's just no reason. Fuck you, Mark David Chapman. Exactly. I mean, I guess certain things. There's no point of arguing, but it's just I don't know. I just don't like where it's going. Well, this is something we'll come back to again. I'm sure. I mean, we've already talked about this on previous shows, and it's not an issue that's going to go away. Oh no, and it's only going to evolve going forward. So we'll wait for what the next single is going to be from what band. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I wonder. Wonder when somebody's going to get the great idea to put some obscure talent singing an another obscure song, and then somebody going, "Hey, wasn't that on Golden Throats Volume 2? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. God. Oh well. Well, anything else we want to add to that? No. I you know, I'm hoping this is be the last time we talk about it for a while, but it'll probably there'll probably be something coming up soon. Yeah, Who the hell knows? Because this sure in a, a few months we'll be having a similar discussion about something else. But, exactly. Okay. But anyway, um thanks for listening. If y'all have any uh, opinions you want to share with us um, or disagree or agree with us, just drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, leave us a comment on our website, mmlctaskforce.com. We're on Twitter at MLC underscore task force. And we're on Mastodon at the geekdom.social instance at MLC task force. And we've also got a Facebook group. So check us out. Leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from Definitely. you. Definitely. We want to know you're listening. So just leave us a comment. Let us know. Like I said, we want to know your opinion. Let me know. Let us all know what you think about this. Yeah, give us give us some ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that too. Anything you want yeah. to hear us talk about by chance? So. Yeah, yeah, we're open to suggestions. Exactly. Anyway, thanks for listening, and um, we will talk at you soon. All right, everybody, take care.